Welcome to the 23rd episode of the Scrap at the Pioneers podcast. Every time I say it, lots of peas. Today's conversation is with Alan Samuels, and I really hope you enjoy it. There is a little bit of an echo, so sometimes you might hear what we're saying twice, but it's so important that I hope it'll be all good. So have an awesome rest of your week, and I hope that this conversation is something that challenges you or you can take something from that's useful. Alan, hello, welcome. How are you doing? Hi, Alan. Great. <laughs> it's great to be here too. It's so exciting. Yeah. So good. So we're here today with Alan Samuels, who is an incredible entrepreneur. Oh wow, you've just had so many different careers. You probably couldn't list them all. And you're mm-hmm. an awesome dad, I know as well, and husband, and you've got a beautiful family. Did you want to share a little bit about yourself? And yeah, yeah. Oh, definitely. Well, thanks again, Alan, for having me. Uh, it's been a privilege being here in New Zealand nine years now. Ooh, and uh, so we came, my wife and three children came here from Singapore about nine years ago. Yeah. And uh, we fell in love with New Zealand about three years before that. I've got to make my way here. This country is beautiful. <laughs> the lifestyle is what we want. And so, so we found an excuse. Oh. And I found an excuse, by the way, of uh, doing a PhD my studies to, to come in and uh, and I did it. I finished my PhD um, and uh, we have three beautiful school going children who also love the culture of New Zealand. Mm. You know? And uh, ever since I have been working with my professor in Massey University with the PhD and my wife and me started a few uh, groups mm. like help groups, stuff like that to help and lead people in building their life up, solving life's toughest problems, you know, <laughs> uh, together, you know, the togetherness of the us. Community, yeah. Yeah, so I love working with her. Mm. So in our personal capacities, we have this going for us, and I find it yeah. really, really enriching mm. to help others. Yep, so that's about me. So cool. Yeah. Oh my goodness, wow. So New Zealand <laughs> captured your attention almost 12 yeah. years ago. Oh, yes, yes. Wow. Maybe slightly before that. So we came here like, Two to three times prior. Yeah. Yeah. Just on just holiday that. or visiting or visiting uh, Cheryl's sister, my uh, sister-in-law. Yeah. Yeah, two of them. They were in Christchurch at that time. Wow. Yeah. Oh my mm. goodness, that's <clears throat> so exciting! So when's your ten-year anniversary? So ten year being it, in it'll be next year, around oh, around this time. Fun. Yeah. Oh my goodness, that's so exciting. Oh, yeah. wonderful. Thanks for sharing a little bit about your journey. It's so cool. You and Cheryl are just so amazing. Every time I'm with you, it's crazy. Mm. Like I feel like you both bring so much life into spaces and at the same time, everything you say is like gold. You know how when some people mm. speak and there's things that just click for you? I feel like when mm-hmm. you guys have spoken, that's been so much of what's happened for me has been oh that makes so much sense or it's really hit home and I'll be thinking about it like the week afterwards which is so cool so I think it's really incredible that it's such a big part of your life is walking alongside people in their journeys and things it's amazing well that that, that's really something nice (laughs) that you say about us no it's so cool cool nugget would fall down every time you had a conversation 
I feel that way about you too. Oh. Yeah, yeah. So it's, it'll be, it'll be <laughs> yeah. physically rich. Yeah. It's so cool. And, oh, imagine, right? That would be insane. It's like the saying yeah. people have of, um, if I had a gold coin for every time. Gold <laughs> <laughs> coin, yeah. yeah. It's so cool. Oh, amazing. So when you're thinking about the support networks and your family and your friends and your life, how has that played a significant role in who you are and supporting you? The people that you have around you. Well, um, the one thing ever since we came here, <clears throat> uh, life became smaller, you know, and that was necessarily very good. I led, mm -hmm. I led very, very busy life, mm -hmm. and so when we came here, we started developing relationships with people, uh, and we were able to to talk, have conversations. I call them generative conversations about life, about things that we do. And so certain individuals have spoken to my life, people like Jim, people like uh, Lawrence from the Capital Impact Trust. And uh, so we have developed something that is symbiotic. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> so I'm able to speak into their life, and able to speak into my life. So these are individuals that have helped me. As a group, I'm part of the Capital Impact Church. I'm part of uh, my wife's mm -hmm. <clears throat> group. And we do a lot to um, help each other develop our own personal capabilities. And we enjoy building people up. Mm -hmm. So this is one of the things that I find that um, in building networks, people seek to get. <clears throat> I find it is best if you seek to give so when you seek to give, you will automatically get a return. And that will cause a, uh, a cycle of, of a beautiful things that will come to you and to them. So it's very win-win, it's very yeah. symbiotic, and it's very cyclical. So networks create networks for me. And uh, so that's what I really enjoy. I love that. That's so cool. I've never really heard it called that generative conversation. That's mm -hmm. awesome. Because it's actually growing life rather than being conversation that's bringing someone down or not actually serving a good purpose. That's yeah, so definitely. So it's part of being appreciated. Mm. But it's a technique called appreciative inquiry, mm. where instead of uh, putting a word against someone, criticizing, mm. you turn it into a question. And so that, that prevents you from um, diluting your goals, you know, your focus yeah. on always helping others, focus on always building the person up and building yourself up. So you, you're not uh, contaminated. Yeah. yeah. So that way you remain strong from within, you know, you're, you have a strong spine of, con of uh, conscientiousness yeah. and good conscience, you know, in your heart always. That is so cool. Mm. So would you... So if you had something you wanted to share with someone, you'd phrase it in more of a, a question rather than in a direct. Yes, yes, that's right. Uh, <clears throat> a lot of people advocate, yeah. advocate their point of view. Yeah. But if you turn it to an inquiry, it becomes a discussion, you know? And uh, if a person takes your point of view through a series of questions, you know, and uh, that will help both of you to arrive at a at a better solution, at a better self-reference point, if you know. So I believe that everybody deep down inside has a desire to be good. 
always, and they have a desire to help others, mm -hmm. a desire to to win, desire to realize their true potential. So they just need the right questions at the right time to prompt them. They say, "Aha!" So that can, so you could be that aha moment, yeah. you know, for people, and so that's what I seek to do. Yeah. That's so cool. It's quite an open way of like discussing and exploring a topic as opposed to this is my point i think this is what you should do it's very yeah. much a open floor mm. take it as you will exactly which is cool. exactly Ella. i love that oh that is so cool <laughs> awesome stuff hey eh? so you've had quite a number of careers and and this is another one of the things i think whenever i talk to you or cheryl i learn about a new role or something that you've you've been a part of in your <laughs> job journey. What are some of the main things that you think, like if you had to give kind of three things mm -hmm. that you think you've learned from all the different roles that you've had in Singapore and New Zealand, mm -hmm. yeah. what would be some of those key learnings? Um, so I love being with people. Mm -hmm. And I think the main thing is mentorship. I had two amazing mentors when I was in Singapore. And that's in my professional side. Mm -hmm. So these people taught me how to discover what I was good at and what I was passionate in. So uh, one of them taught me how that I really liked, I really enjoyed training people, really enjoyed coaching people. So through one of them, I became a lecturer, a young lecturer, while working in the police force. Another one I did uh, life skills training for mm -hmm. other people. And so these were professional sites. On the personal side, I had many mentors. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> this was in Singapore. So I think all of that prepared me for my transition to New yes. Zealand. Wow. All of that prepared me. So when I came to New Zealand, it was more of partnerships. So if you want to grow yourself, you want to grow your dreams, find a partner. Mm. They will tell you things that you've never heard of. Mm. And they can embellish and help you grow. And likewise, you do the same for them. So I think that is the main thing for me, having, building and finding people that would sharpen your axe, you know, mm. give you that, that edge and help you think better. People will challenge you. So, so I'm always, I've always been a person who loves to improve. <clears throat> so that is one of my mantra in life. I want to improve. I want to be better. Mm. But a lot of the best things in my life have happened from a place of rest, you know, a place of restedness. And so when I'm rested, <clears throat> I see clearly and I'm able to focus on what I really need to get done and what I do not need to do at all. Wow. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so it's people getting focused. Yeah. And so these are the main things for me. That's yeah. so cool. I find it so interesting as well that you talk about some of those moments have been from a place of rest where you're not always like striving or doing so much, but you're actually able to refine it when you kind of stop. Mm -hmm. That's really cool. Wow. Yes. And is that something you've seen as a pattern when you are resting more? You're more able to focus mm -hmm. into what you want to? Oh, definitely. Definitely. So it's, it's really a state of mind, a state of mm -hmm. emotions. And I like to call it commanding your emotions from a place of your mind to where you are and, and your spirit, you know, what, what you really believe in. Mm -hmm. And so these are your elemental um, your elements, you know, what you're made of. 
And so when I am rested, I'm very focused. So it's a state of waiting, a state of knowing what you need to do. So I'm, I am a professional um, assessor. Mm. I am a benchmarking consultant. I'm also, a, later we'll be talking about yes. some of the uh, things which I will not yeah. <laughs> mention now. <laughs> we keep it on. Yeah, <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Um, so, so many hats, you know, so I lead in different areas as well, go overseas. And I also run um, groups that help people mm -hmm. in very, very specific ways, you know, how to open up and live yeah, their life up in better ways. Yeah. That's so cool. Oh my goodness. It's amazing, Alan. It's so amazing. I have also, like when you're talking about that idea of rest being a mindset, um, is that some of the spaces where you've been able to clarify what you want to do in life? Because you talk about teaching and coaching being one of your big passions and something you've learned about yourself. And I know you're very clear in your life's mm. purpose. So is that yeah. some of the spaces that you've been able to define, like, this is really what I want to be able to bring to the world and to other people? Yeah, I, I think that state of, uh, it's a very good question, the state of restedness mm. is uh, really, <coughs> the state of restedness is really uh, a good place when you're facing crisis, you know, when you're facing difficulties. So rather than sometimes calling them crisis, you know, I sit down and I evaluate, is this a crisis or is this a man-made crisis? <laughs> Am I making it bigger in my head? <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I've been in the police force for 16 years. And so we are crisis managers. So sometimes you don't have a crisis, you create it and then you solve it. Because that's your route of um, least resistance, that's how you think. <laughs> So I've got to depart from that. So I've got to wait and rest it. <coughs> and say, how do I redefine restedness for me? You know? And and so I rephrase it and change it to a challenge. Yeah. So I ask the questions, can I solve it by myself or do I need help? And so questions. So I do self-inquiry to myself as well. And I refuse to let emotions yeah. get the better of me. Sometimes they do, you know, but yeah. we try as best to let the, your person dictate. Uh, I'm not going to feel anxious, mm -hmm. I'm not going to worry about it. You know, the secret to patience is doing something else in the meantime. So I do something else to, to keep myself happy. And uh, <clears throat> so I find that, rec that restedness also includes a lot of recreation. So sometimes you just don't need to solve it. You just need to get away. Yeah. And do something you like. Refreshing. Yeah. yeah. Just just walk away. When you come back with fresh eyes. Mm. So that that really helps us well. That's so cool. Oh wow. Mm. So if you had to kind of articulate your what you'd call your purpose or what you like to bring to spaces, how would you articulate that now? Do you have like a a saying? Mm -hmm. yeah. Oh yes, I have. So, so my mantra, my, I, I believe I'm called to be a lit lifter. Wow. <clears throat> a lit lifter. So I help people to, to lift the ceiling of their heads. Mm. When people think they have limitations, so I don't see the limitations. You know? um, and even if they do see it, we can redefine it in a way 
that it doesn't have to affect every part of your life. So you, you kind of cage up the limitations, the shortcomings, you put them in a cage where they really belong. You say, you cannot touch this, 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 this. You know? <laughs> so, so we help people to, to look at specific areas of their life. And uh, but it took me a long time to discover. <clears throat> it started all the way when I was 15. When I made, started making friends, only at 15. <laughs> Before yeah. that, I didn't have any friends. <clears throat> wow. But that was my, my journey. Yeah. So at 15, that's when I found my restlessness. That, that point in time. When I was 16, four people told me I was their best friends. Four of them. You know? And I was surprised. Huge since 15 having. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> I only regarded one as my best friend. Mm. And it was at that time that I realized that there was something about me that yeah. caused people to say that. You know? I'm a good listener, yeah. I help, so forth. So I was shocked. And from between 20 to 30 years old, uh, so we started a lot of life groups. Mm. I was in a lot of leadership positions in, in this place. And in my personal walk, walk or rather my professional work as a police officer, mm. I always found myself helping others. You know, and uh, so the success of the group one guy told me, because I had about wow, 60 to 70 people, so there's one word, he was in there and said, there's one word, so you are a mentor. <clears throat> so that stuck with me for many, 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 many years now. And uh, so throughout my life, I've coached my staff so much so that they left their job. Because <laughs> 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 hey, I can do better than this. So that, that has been the case so many times. That is times. so cool. Yeah, when I left Singapore, many of my best friends left. The police force and they took on other careers and did different things. And then they wrote to me and said, Hey, Ellen, you were the one that inspired me. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. How cool mm. was that to be able to look back on your mm. life and go, Wow, just by being myself mm -hmm. and sharing and seeing potential in someone that maybe they couldn't see, you've been able to go on and do things that they love and keep doing those things and branch out a little bit. And that's so cool. Absolutely. Wow. Absolutely. People will do more things. Yeah. And they feel confident. Mm. They feel like they have something to to fall back on. And sometimes mm. I am that person they fall back on. Yeah. Yeah. And I try to move away and say, hey, the construct of me mm. doesn't have to be me. It can be the thinking that I leave behind as a legacy for you. Yeah. To build your own structure. And you fall back on that when you need to. So you you ask the questions that I ask. Yeah. And that's how you go. That's so cool. It's like that idea of the teacher, for a teacher to do their job really well, it's yes. for them not to be needed anymore. Exactly, exactly. For you to just be able to leave and leave the gifts that you've left and for them to go on their way. Exactly. The disciple so cool. becomes a teacher. Yeah. yeah. Beautiful. Oh, well said. That's awesome. Very, very cool. So one of the other things I know is you're very 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 good at i think um creating spaces for people to be able to learn about themselves and dive into those things that maybe they hold that are holding them back a little bit mm -hmm. and how is it for you being in a space where someone doesn't see their full potential but you might be able to, like you're seeing unlimited 
what yeah. is what is that like being in that area of going oh you can do so much and then maybe they don't see that how does that feel for you well um that's a great another great question so so i do feel um challenged mm-hmm. for them and i feel like I should do something, perhaps, to prop them a little bit mm-hmm. and to help them along. So, so it is within me to always, always have a, a desire to have a conversation yeah. and see where that takes me. So, I need permission. So I don't take something from someone yeah. who doesn't, who's not ready to give it. So I seek permission first by asking a few questions. Say, would you want to let me in? You know, because that's very important. Yes. Yeah. So if a person is not ready, it's very hard to proceed. But if a person is really ready, then we can deepen the conversation from a level one to a level five conversation very quickly. So so being a police officer, I was in forensics, I was in lie detection, uh, special interviews. So I'm very, very well trained in micro expressions, mm. in the policing interrogation side of things. <laughs> <clears throat> so all our life we were trained to be observers, you know, we were trained to be that way. Mm. And so that's the that side of it. But the inside of the the the, the spiritual side of it is about accepting people for who they are, not mm. judging them and just knowing that they are special and they have a purpose in their lives. So I find that uh, I, I need to, 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 and I want to help people discover their passion, their potential, and their purpose. And so I ask questions about where they relate uh, their lives to or where they want to go. And often people say, oh, I'm just not good enough. You know? Uh, and sometimes I actually see labels mm-hmm. not good enough, uh, not rich enough, no money, mm-hmm. no time. You know, I'll never be like that because of this. You know? So these labels, yeah, where do they come from? Mm-hmm. So I have been an incessant bitch <laughs> sometimes to just remove them and say, hey, this is a new label for you. That is so cool. Yeah, I can do all things. I can do anything. Yeah. You know, that I put my mind to, put mm-hmm. my heart to. Yeah. Wow. Oh, that is so amazing. Mm-hmm. What a gift. What a gift. That yeah, is really cool. Yeah, thanks thank for very much. Oh, I love it. So how is it for you kind of seeing visions like for other people, um, obviously, and being able to bring them into new spaces, but then also having visions for yourself and places that you'd like to go, go like goals or um, mm-hmm. things that you can see yourself doing sometime in the future? Um, what is that like for you, that process of, lifting the lid on yourself and setting higher goals and higher visions and to can you mm-hmm. kind yeah. of dream big, I guess. What does that look like for you in your world? It, it's a journey. Mm. You know, most people uh, find it through a journey. There are some who stumble upon it because of the convergence of events and opportunity and it will come across it. But sometimes, but sometimes some of these very successful people, after a few years, they fail. Mm. You know, they fail and like they, they go into drugs, mm. go into depression, and so on and so forth. 
So what I, what I like to tell people, if you have gifts and talents, you know, you should also develop your character because you need a way to sustain. It's funny, I had a friend who uh, struck $500,000 in Lotto in Singapore. Wow. You know, and I met him two years after that. He told me I struck it. I struck this Lotto two years. The rest of the money, it's gone. I said, where do you go? So I gave some to my relatives and I spent some on holiday and it's gone. I said, you're serious? <laughs> yeah. So I realized, so he told me, I didn't have the skills, I didn't know how to manage money, wow. you know? So it's in the same way, sometimes you have, mm. the opportunity comes to you, but you don't have the skills, or you don't have the character to manage what is required, what is required to sustain it. How do you build your inner person in such a way that <clears throat> when successes in life come to you, yeah. you do not get um, so caught up in it that you lose focus on helping others. Mm. You turn all the focus inward toward yourself. You know? So I believe that everybody, to make this world a better place, we need to help each other in some way. Some way. So that's how we make this world a better place. So cool. Mm. Oh my goodness. Wow. <clears throat> that's such an interesting thought, eh? Like if you have all these things potentially at your disposal to be able to guide and use, but you don't actually have the backbone or the stuff behind it. Like I think of, um, you've got all these dreams, but you don't actually have the maybe perseverance or the habits to be able to see it through. Mm -hmm. It's kind of like empty. Cause it's yep. got nothing behind it that can pull it forward. Yeah, exactly. It's so cool. I can also answer your question for you. <laughs> <laughs> You know, how do I, how do I focus and how do I develop that dream, that destiny, mm. that life purpose? So the assignment for me has always been lit with you. Mm. You know, so you can be a police officer, you can be a, 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 um, someone who works in the office, someone who works as a tradesman, mm. and you can fulfill that purpose anywhere you are. So it doesn't matter. It matters, what matters is your orientation yeah. in life. So I found that, as I mentioned, mentorship. Yeah. I'm really good at mentorship and I love lifting. So I, over time, through my professional career, I started doing all these uh, lecturing. I didn't like lecturing, I liked training. <laughs> so I worked with schools, you know, yeah. underprivileged schools, um, to help students develop life skills. So that's the way I trained myself. And I started doing courses for others, even in the police force for free, I would just go and take over the training department and say, hey, <laughs> I would do this. That's so and cool. I would get a rating that was far higher than, 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 the, than the trainers. I would say, hey, Alan, you've got something to really okay. And uh, <laughs> so through the process of professional coaching, we had professional coaches. I was mm. very fortunate to be coached by a professional coach. So he brought me through, and people gave me 360 degree feedback, you know, and and it was amazing because it really showed me uh, what I look like to others. Mm. So I took that very seriously and yeah. I plotted my graph of strengths and things that I could do better and areas which I had, I call it the Johari's window mm. where you don't know what you don't know. Yeah. And that can only be discovered through people, through others. Yeah. Whether they are enemies or your friends, it doesn't matter. <laughs> so you need to have an open heart. Yeah. So I took all this and I and I, and I, when I came here, my my purpose 
was to realize my purpose. My wow. purpose was to realize my life purpose. And I said, I'm going to do this PhD and I'm going to go into training, I'm going to do coaching, I'm going to build people up. And now is the time when uh, all your resources, you know, resources, you can use your talent and gift to build your resources and create that cycle. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people tend to segregate this sometimes. You know, I'll help people, but I'll go work this 20-hour job so that I can feed them. That's great. But if you can create a link, you know, to resource yourself that way and trust mm-hmm. that you can polish, you know, your gift, that's how business starts, right? That's really cool. Yeah. And a lot of people don't go there because they think it's not right, it's not ethical sometimes, mm-hmm. but it's always ethical because we need resources to grow resources. Yeah. You, it's very selfish not to want more. Mm. You must want more, I feel, so that you can give. I and love you can that. give at yeah. that level at which uh, you can change community, you mm. can change society. So it's, that's why I mentioned back to that. When you dream big, yeah. always have this side of you that you, you are you're very conscious of who you are what you are yeah so you're humble you, you know who you are and you're ready to change ready to help people and that will give you the, the bedrock the, fun, the foundation to just grow more and more that is so cool mm. and i love what you said about um not just come compartmentalizing certain areas so like your work on just working this job to earn money to be able to do this thing over here. But actually, your job, even though it might not be like a dream job or mm-hmm. completely fit your purpose yeah. to a T, your purpose can actually orientate towards whatever you're doing. So you can be a mentor in your role as a police officer. Or if, So for me, if I consider myself a developer, I could be helping develop people in an area yes. that's completely different to exactly. what a developer might be considered. Yeah. I think that mm. is so cool. Yeah. Yeah. You may start there, you know, a job yeah. to feed your passion. You know? mm. And but over time, you should try to move and scale yourself. But people need coaching, yeah. they need mentoring. You know? Yeah, but this is one of, one of the most needed things mm. in the world right now, I think. Yes, <laughs> yes, <laughs> I would agree. That is very cool. So good. So if you had kind of to say there was one thing that has helped you step into these visions and dreams and goals that you have for yourself, what would you say that thing has been or whether it's a habit routine or something that you do that's really helped you to start to execute and actually do the stuff that you're dreaming about or having ideas about? Mm, okay. Brilliant. Um... I love journaling, mm. so I write. So I write down what I think. So I have about sixty books of journals from fifteen wow. till now. So every year at least one, you know, sometimes two. So I, what do you write inside? People ask me. I write everything. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. So, so one side of my life, I write. The small things that happen to me. You know? Sometimes I write about um, things like if my wife scolded me, why did she scold me? You know. Mm. <laughs> <And I reflect laughs> what is it you know? she's telling me here? <laughs> yeah. And 
And um, I, on the other side, I write about what have you been thinking about or gravitating towards? Mm. What you, what are you reading to feed yourself? You know, to feed myself. And through through the journals, I would go through them every now and then. So it's a daily. I do it every day, every single day. I have something to think about and something to write down. Mm. So through the accumulation of this, the you start to see a formation, a crystallization of who you are meant to be and what your passions are, what you really enjoy doing, what makes you tick, mm. what makes you jump up in the morning and say, I'm going to do this. Yeah. And, uh, and I say, hey, do I have the skills for it? Mm. You know? And so I can find the skills or I develop it. Most of the time, amazingly, these are areas that I'm not only uh, very passionate about, I'm also very good at. Wow. Very good at. If you do not have that mix, that convergence, it's going to be a slight problem. Because yeah. if you find the wrong thing to do, okay, say for example, for me now, it's to do hand gliding, but I, I can't hand glide for nothing. <laughs> you know? I'm just so, imagining <laughs> you jumping off and just trying to glide through and then maybe getting partway down and going, how do I land? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> how do I land? How do I do this? So you don't have the full spectrum yeah. of the gifting. And so sometimes time will flow into the area of your weakness. Mm. You know, it'll just flow like gravity. It flows right there. So you've got to ask yourself the question, do you want to do this? So I, I don't like, my, my brother loves music. Mm. So he loves playing things, but he's not extremely good at it. So he spends <laughs> a lot of time trying to train himself in that area. Yeah. So I would just say, hey, bro. <laughs> so I think, you know, um, you might want to reconsider. Yeah. It. I mean, it's not easy, but it's just not an area of talent. You know? It's an yeah. area of passion. So I find that, yeah, so over time, this mixture of self-reflection, journaling, has been my main thing yeah, wow. of discovering. So I write big picture things at the beginning of the year, and then I dilute them to goals mm. and enablers. Um, and I write down projects and assignments that I want to do mm. for that year. That's cool. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's something about writing stuff down that, like you say, crystallizes stuff, gets it out, takes your thoughts out of your head and puts them. It's so easy to reflect and go back, oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. That's interesting. <laughs> exactly. So, so the, the consciousness of it, you know, when you write it down, it really yeah. helps a lot. I believe you, you're someone who does it. Yes. A yes, lot as well. I yeah. do. <laughs> it's very good. I find it such a cool way of looking back on the day as well. I like recording little moments, mm -hmm. like conversations I've had with people or small things that happen in the day and you go, oh, wow, that was really cool. And yeah, it's just this neat to reread. And then that big picture stuff as well that you're thinking about. I love mm -hmm. what you say about yeah. gravitating towards certain things because I do find there's certain moments where you get drawn to like a certain topic or a certain idea and mm -hmm. it's it's cool to write that down and reflect on it and I go, oh, wow. All week yeah. I've been thinking about such and such. And then, yeah, it's really cool. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. But I've evolved. So I used to be very uh, manic, you know, very goal, very task, very mm. choleric, very type A. And let's get it <laughs> done, you know. <laughs> so now I'm writing a little bit more of things of the inner journey yeah, as wow. well. You know? and so I find that... Um, really, really good for my soul, you know, for my being. And uh, so that rests 
Mm-hmm. So I don't have to work and, and you know push mm-hmm. myself so hard. Some of these things happen automatically yeah, because of who I am. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's pretty so, cool. Mm-hmm. I like that. And mm-hmm. I really love yeah. that idea that when you're kind of in the zone, you don't actually have to always, sometimes it's a push, but sometimes it just happens. Like when yeah. you're setting yourself up and you've got the right posture and attitude about things, you're willing to show up and give what you have. It just, yeah, comes about. Because it's, exactly, it's really yeah. cool. <laughs> but yes, hard work involved, 100%. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's very cool. So one of the things um, that I would say about you is you're definitely not afraid to like dream big, set a big vision, um, mm-hmm. which I think links back to your lid lifting on people, right? Like, there's just no limitations on where you can go personally. And I remember being in your workshop and you talked about the fact that you'd love to kind of, you shared one of your visions for yourself and your goal, and it was just really big. I, I was mm, like, my, yeah. my mind was blown. I was like, that is so cool that you've got the passion to be able to be thinking at that kind of level. And yeah, it's amazing. So I was wondering if you'd be mm. willing to share it all, some of those goals um, right. or things that are probably, that for me seem big, but for you, you're like, oh yeah, I'm just mm. going to do it. I'm going to work and yeah, that's it. Yeah, okay. So, so, uh, so these, this thing mm. that you're talking about probably has to do with workshops. Mm. It, has do, it has to do with training yeah. and capability and helping people to. So, workshops are meant to add value to people's lives. Yeah. So, I was in a workshop a few years ago before I came mm. to here. So, my boss ran a three day workshop. And he charged $75,000 for three days. And it's a benchmarking workshop, so it brings you through a methodology, so on and so forth. 25 people each paying $3,000 for it. <clears throat> so I was saying, wow, yeah. this is amazing. Yeah. It's amazing. <laughs> and, and I felt an, an inward voice speaking, mm-hmm. an inner voice, mm-hmm. saying, you'll be doing this one day. Yeah. And, and I said, hey, really? So I've got to start somewhere, don't I? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I met this guy, uh, this really high-level guy, a chief executive officer in Singapore who ran a very big uh, organization. So it's, a, it's an award-winning Asian organization, top award-winning. Um, I gave him my resume mm. and uh, he gave me his, so I burnt mine, you know, it was meaningless. <laughs> To share with him my resume. So that's what happened. And so one of my mentors told me to get to know him better. Mm. And, you know, so I tried to, but I said, I'm not going to reach him through my resume. So I just thought about him and I had a dream about him. So I told him my dream about things that I saw. Mm. It was a big risk because I didn't know him. I said, these other things, like four different things, you know, I saw about him. And it had to do with uh, a gold coin, it had to do with uh, martial arts, it had to do with China, and it had to do with dragons. Yeah. You know? And it was a detailed 400, 500 line thing that I sent to him. And he replied, he said, I see your care for me mm. from the universe. See, everything you said resonates with me. See, I love dragons. Wow. See, I grew up in China. See, I'm very disciplined. And I have a gold coin collection. 
So this was incredible. And I found that, hey, I have something, you know, within me that helps uh, in a dream, mm. you know, and I saw this for him. And at the same time, as an organizational consultant, uh, I help organizations to decipher what are the roadblocks and limitations and, and possibilities. So at that point in time, I realized that, hey, I could develop this. Mm. I call it a prophetic ability, you know? Yeah. At the same time, with my cognitive ability as a PhD in organizational development, and mix this and create an executive coaching program for the elites. You see, nowadays, we do not have a lot of programs for, for uh, I call it the Daniels, mm. the elites, the uh, Elon Musk, you know, the stuff like yes. that. We have a lot of programs for, the, for those who need help, you know, mm. uh, those who have challenge, so on and so forth. But how do you lift, lift the, the lid of the best of the best? Because these are the movers and changes of your community and society. So this is one of my uh, challenges now. How do you create a community that thinks at this level, a much higher level, and solve problems at a much higher level than status quo? Yeah. You know, how do you do that? So this is one of my uh, greatest ambitions now, mm. aspirations. That is so cool. And the Daniel School, would you be able to talk mm. to that for a second? Because you've started it. So you yes. had this dream mm. and this vision and you've gone out and you've started that. Even if it started kind of small, you're now yes. like you're growing it and scaling it up as you mm -hmm. go, which is so cool. Would you be able to share a little bit on that? Oh, yeah. 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 It was great to have you in that bookshop oh, as well. It was very cool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and uh, so, so the Daniel School is premised on uh, three pillars. The first one, I call it the spiritual intelligence, your ability to tap into um, the supreme being or, or your consciousness of something more than yourself, that space. So tapping into that. So that's the first one. The second one is your intellectual capital. Okay, that's your knowing who you are Okay, and the environment you're in. The third one is networking. So I say this, who are the top five people in your life? Yeah. They probably influence 80 to 90 percent of your life. The rest of the 2,995 people only influence yes. 5 percent yeah, of your well. life, probably. Mm -hmm. so, so it's very important how we uh, structure. Mm -hmm. So there is a need to structure your life. And the Daniel School is premised on helping people to realize their potential. So the workshop is really catered to uncovering your passion, your and your power areas. So, so that's your talents and abilities. And finding the convergence in areas that matter. Some areas may not really. So that's why people need coaches and mentors. Yeah. Because I think this is going to give you the greatest uh, leverage in your life. Mm. And, and we let them. We ask them questions. What do you think? Do you think that's possible? Yeah. And we discover, we talk a lot about limitations. So in my next workshop, there are some people who said, I know my potential, I know my power areas, but I really want to know more about limitations, you know, about weaknesses. So we do that as well. So the Daniel skill is meant to, to lift the lid of people, right? To realize their potential, to become aware, hey, there's so much more that I could uh, create a, a convergence in. 
and make myself more successful so that I can help others to be successful as well. Mm. And uh, so that, that is the premise of the Daniel School. Ultimately, the alumni of people. So when you build yourself up, you're at a place where you do not work another day in your life, mm. where your passions and your power converge, your limitations are put in their cages, and you are flowing, you are very ready to give, and you give at a much higher level. So this alumni of people, I want once I hit it, we will go to the government. Mm. We will go to the community, to the society. And, hey, give us your toughest problems. We will solve it for you. Yeah. Or we will solve it with you. And and uh, so Daniel is a person, if you study the person of Daniel in the mm. Bible, he's a person of great vision, a person of great prophetic ability and great wisdom. It says that he was 10 times smarter than all the wise men in the kingdom of Babylon. And so he was able to interpret dreams. You know, he was able, he's a real person in history. So they wrote about him. King Nebuchadnezzar wrote about him 500 BC or so. Yeah. yeah. So it is someone who's really um, an outstanding personality, which I have crafted a lot of the Daniel School premises on. To how do you become a Daniel in society yeah. and change the landscape? Uh, yeah, so I'm starting another workshop on the 27th of March. Mm-hmm. Yeah, on a Saturday, uh, 9.30 to 5.00 p.m. Mm-hmm. To, to help others. It's half full now. Cool. So less than a month ago. Yeah. yeah. Great. Yeah. That's so exciting. <laughs> so if people um, who maybe are keen to get involved in the Daniel School, how would you suggest that they find a little bit more about you or get in contact? Well, okay. Um, the Daniel School, well, you can, you can either go to my website, mm. which is alansamuel.wibbly, mm. Wibbly accounts, Alan Samuel now, or you could call me or mm. email me. Okay. So my email is alansamuelnow, so. at gmail.com cool. so N-O-W or you can call me at uh, 022 070 so I'd be happy to just chat with you yeah. you know just chat and no obligation whatsoever okay. just have a chat and see whether this is something mm-hmm. that will work for you at such a time as this that's so cool yeah. Oh, yeah. Alan thank you so much for sharing your knowledge and your wisdom and i'm so excited to see where the daniel school goes i know it's going to be such a cool program that people can go and take a part of and will just be so blessed by i think and challenged by as well mm, and leave yes. going hmm all right yeah it's been such this. a pleasure yeah it's yeah. so cool such a pleasure being with you oh, thank you really enjoyed the conversation it's cool yeah so we'll uh thank you again yes no that's awesome thank yeah. you We're- Getting around people like Alan who have a dream, have a vision, and then go out and do it is so cool and inspiring. And I hope that you've found something useful to take away from us as well. And enjoy the rest of your day, wherever you are and whatever you're doing. Take care of yourself and keep actually taking those ideas and making them reality. Mm -hmm.